Welcome to the Sunday Message Podcast of Bethany Church in Fresno, California. We hope this message will encourage and equip you as you grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. If today's message helps you, share it with a friend. If you would like to know more about the ministry of Bethany Church, please reach out on Facebook or at BethanyChurchFresno.com. And now, here's this week's message. Transition into our time of a message, and, and if you guys have your Bibles, I'd love for you to grab those. Um, you have your message notes as well. Get that. Um, and we're, we're in a series on Advent. Advent is one of those words that's kind of Christiany, um, and 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 I wanted to maybe unpack that word for you just a little bit. On the top of your notes, it says uh, what it means. It, it literally means. Uh, coming, it's a season of waiting, preparation, and anticipation. I, I don't know if, if I have any binge-watching friends out there where you have a favorite TV show. You got something that you're looking forward to. And then on your on your DVR, you can say, do you want to be reminded when this comes up? You guys have that? You, know, you guys have that show, the thing you want to watch? Um, and, and the reason why we set those is so that we won't miss out on those and that we record those so we can watch it at a later date. Here's the problem. You can't watch Christmas at a later date. You either watch it and experience it or it passes you right by. And so Advent is the, the church's way before there was the Internet. It was the church's way for us to be um, in a very tactile way, reminded of the reason for the season of Christmas before there was Amazon Prime, before there was any of these special, you know, uh, TV shows, uh, special baking shows, special uh, how to wrap whatever shows. There was this idea of some candles. Now, these candles, you're going to notice that there are three candles that have been lit. Next week on Sunday, Christmas Eve, we'll, we'll light the fourth one. Um, and then on Christmas Day at midnight, by the way, for those of you that are like night owls, uh, we're going to be lighting the Christ candle on Christmas Day. But this idea of lighting these different candles was symbolic of these big movements of what Jesus meant and his birth. And so uh, the first candle I, uh, um, that, that I wanted to remind you about was was this idea of Jesus being our hope. And there was a hope candle of the of the hope that we have in the prophecies of God, the prophets foretold of a coming king and and they made promises everyone say promises and so when god makes a promise he always keeps his promises and so when he keeps his promises those prophecies foretold of a coming christ child and that first week we looked at that of the promises of god fulfilled and that is the hope that we have. Last week, we looked at this idea of faith. The second candle of Advent was the faith candle. And we looked at the story of, of Joseph and Mary making their way from a little nowhere town. It's still a little nowhere town in Israel called Nazareth. And they, and they made their way, kind of a dangerous trek, all the way up to, to a location called Jerusalem. Um, and then over to Bethlehem. And so Bethlehem would have been this location where where the, it took some faith. It took some trust to act on the promptings of God. And when we act on the promises of God, really what we're choosing to do is we're choosing to take God at his word. One of my favorite preachers of all time uh, uh, is is a pastor by the name of Pastor Tony Evans. And, and oh man, what a great guy. Um, and uh, here's a quote that he has shared about faith, and I love it. He says, faith is simply acting like God is actually telling the truth. 
So I'm just going to lay that down for you. And I want you to think about that today. That what part of your life do you need to take God actually at his word? To trust him that when he makes a promise, he's going to keep a promise. That you're going to believe him that he has good for you. Especially on the area that we're going to talk about today. And that is going to be in the area of joy. So everyone say the word joy. That is the candle, the third candle of Advent that we're going to be looking at today. If you're taking notes, simply write that down. And that is the joy that the shepherds experienced from the angels announcement. And so what we're going to do is we're going to do something a little, a little disruptive, but that's okay because when angels appear, it's disruptive. Would you guys agree with me on that? It's a little bit disruptive. Um, uh, I was thinking about the disruption of the Dodgers to the Angels by taking their best player last week, but that's a whole other day for another conversation. But with that being said, I would love to have you stand to your feet and we're going to read God's word together. I'm having you stand to your feet uh, to make sure that some of you that have been working for two nights to journey to Bethlehem uh, are awake so that you're not too tired. But also as a as a, out of the honor of God's word, what we want to do is we want to read from our text today, uh, John chapter two. Uh, Verses 8 to 14. Let me go ahead and read this for you. Ready? Here we go. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, and they were keeping watch over their flocks at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were what? They were terrified. Next verse. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause what everyone great joy, what everyone great joy for all the people that today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those whom His favor rests. Would you join me in prayer? So Lord God, right now, would the truth of those words invade our heart and our minds? Would this not just be another Christmas message, but would you, Jesus, Allow your joy to do something supernatural in our in our lives so that we can then overflow with the hope and the joy and the love of Christmas and other people's lives. And it's in your powerful name that we pray these things. Amen. Amen. If you would go ahead and have a seat. One of my favorite places in the world um, is a nation called Israel. And there's a lot of things happening uh, geopolitically in Israel right now. We continue to pray for the peace of Israel. Amen, church. We continue to do that. With that being said, it was how many Christmases ago did we get a chance? Was it 2019? So it was the Christmas before the world shut down. My wife and I had opportunity to travel to Israel together with two other families. And um, we were there the week of Christmas. And had the opportunity to spend the week before Christmas in Bethlehem. It was actually a lot of fun. It was actually pretty incredible. If you've ever been to Israel before, if you've been to Bethlehem before, Bethlehem today is probably not what you thought it would be. It's definitely not what it was 2,000 years ago. But when you go to Bethlehem, they'll take you to a location. It's called the Shepherd's Field or the Angel's Field. 
And there is a location where many believe that the events of this actually happened. And on that field, uh, the, the Catholic Church has built a cathedral. And inside of the cathedral are some beautiful um, uh, murals. And actually, from my iPhone, I've, I've snapped a couple. I wanted to share them with you. And you can see that on, on, on top of this, in this building, you'll see the, the first one where, where the angel appears to those shepherds that are, that are watching their flocks by night. You can see on the left there, the angel. And then you see that, that it, it appears that they're in a cave. You see that? And a lot of times we think that, and I'm sorry, JTB, I know we made a stable and a barn and all that, but, but probably it was a cave. And when you, when you get to go to this actual location in, in Israel, and we will, by the way, do that. We're going to do that as a church. Yes, we're going to do that. Um, but with that being said, there, there are caves underneath the field. And these would have been caves from where sheep would have, have been able to, to stay warm, shepherds with their, with their um, sheep as well. And probably most likely where, where, where um, Mary and Joseph would have welcomed the Christ child in Bethlehem. And then the next one shows that then these shepherds then went to go see where the Christ child was born. And, and I share these images with you for a couple of reasons. Most importantly, because I need you to know that what we're reading in Scripture is true. This is a location on planet Earth that actually exists. Spoiler alert, unlike the North Pole, there is no Santa or Rudolph or, or, you know, or elves. There is a physical location in Israel called Bethlehem where these events really happened. That you can really put your faith and trust that this really came to fact. So what I'm trying to say is, is this, is, is, at the heart of these pictures is the idea of joy. That, that just by seeing these pictures, my hope would be that it would give you joy. And if it doesn't now, I pray that it will in a couple of minutes from now. That, that the idea of Jesus being born as a fulfillment of scripture and prophecies would give you great joy. And that you'd be willing to share it with all people. Especially the people that had never heard it before. And here's why that's important is because if you are not experiencing that kind of joy, I need to ask you a really probing question. Why not? Is it possible that the reason why you're not experiencing joy is because you've not yet given your life over to the Lord and allowed Jesus to fill your heart with joy? See, joy is not something that we can fake. Joy only comes from the Lord. So you're taking notes if you would write that down. Is that joy comes from the Lord. I love what the, the prophet Nehemiah says. That the joy of the Lord. What everyone is my strength. So this idea of joy. I just. I want us to think about joy. Joy. And joy. I remember growing up as a kid in, in nursery. Some of my first childhood memories were going to church in the, in, the, in the nursery. And there was a song that we would sing. And it was this. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my... Alright, alright. So there's this idea that we have joy. And that the joy is from our heart. For those of you that are newer to church. For those of you who are newer... Yes, we are that weird sometimes, right? We have these random songs that every once in a while comes to our heart and our mind. 
But sadly, when we ask people how they're doing, how's their heart? A lot of times they're going to say, you know what? My heart, ah, I got like heartburn, right? How's my heart? Ah, I got AFib, right? You know, we start thinking about our heart. I got a broken heart. But this time of year during the Christmas season, our heart would be that there would be what in our hearts? Joy in our hearts and joy comes from who everyone? The Lord and joy is either one of those things that you either have or you do not have. We have been designed by our God to live lives overflowing with joy and we cannot fake it. Fake. We can. The joy is either there or it's not. Uh, last Sunday, I experienced joy at my house. I mentioned to you last week, and most of you knew this, but our youth group um, had a progressive Christmas dinner. Started out here, and the first stop was our house, which is just a couple of miles from here. And then they went to a couple other houses, and they did like they did appetizers at our house, and they did like salad at another house, and dinner at another house, and then we got them all sugared up here and sent them home. Uh, so, but but I was, but and I'll tell you, the, the, these kids know how to eat. I mean, they know how to eat. Um, Connor, how many pigs in a blanket did you all eat? 116 pigs in a blanket, right? And Amy's like, there's no way they're going to eat all these. I'm like, you wait. That kid's got hollow legs, man. He just puts the pigs in the blanket in his legs. But, uh, so, so they eat all our food and, and they drink all our Martinelli's and they're on the, they're on the back porch and they're around, uh, they're around this, 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 uh, our, our outdoor fireplace. And all of a sudden I started hearing singing. I started to, to, to experience joy. And so I grabbed my iPhone. And if you would, I took a video of what joy looked like last Sunday night. Did they cut out the part where you stuck your tongue out at the camera? Yeah, okay, okay. I'm sorry you missed it. So I'll send it to you later if you want to see it. That's kind of cute. Um, why, why am I sharing that with you is because, you know, I just got done saying that there's no there's no such thing as Santa and North Pole. And then our youth group kids are singing like Santa came to say. Right. OK, so uh, with that being said, did you hear the joy? I mean, does it give you joy, church, to know that there's a bunch of kids that just love life on a Sunday night and they're hanging out their pastor's backyard and they're they're doing they're not like vandalizing stuff and burning stuff down. Does it give you joy at all? You know what I mean? Like, I hope it does. And so I just want to say is that there's still hope and there's there's joy in the house of the Lord today. Amen, church. And we need to not be silent about that. What a great song to close with. What do you think, Paige? You think so? That might be a good idea, right? So I think we should maybe do that. But but here's what I want to say is that you either have joy or you don't. And there are two words and they sound very they, they sound very similar, but they couldn't be any more different. One of them is joy and the other one is happy. And the Bible doesn't say that, that, you know, that, that, that happiness comes from the Lord. No, it says what comes from the Lord? Joy. See, happiness is contingent on a happening. So if it's good, I'm happy. If it's, if it's not good, what? I'm, I'm unhappy. I'm sad. But what everyone? Joy comes from what? The Lord. And joy is not dependent on a happening, but it's dependent on a person. And that person has a name. And his name is what, church? Jesus. Joy has a name. 
and his name is Jesus. I've got a picture that I want to share with you. This is the picture of joy. That, that, that my, my hope would be that if you've not yet personally experienced the joy of a relationship with Jesus Christ, that you would do it. So you may be asking yourself, how do I do it? How can I be joyful this Christmas? I've got three observations. If you're taking notes, observation number one is this. The joy comes from hearing the good news. Would you write that down in your notes? The joy comes from hearing the good news. What is the good news of great joy for all people? I'm going to go back and say it's not based on a happening. I mean, if that is true, then, 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 then I'm going to be joyful when, when the Cowboys lose because we know that, that the Cowboys are losers, right? You know, I mean, that's going to be joy, right? That, that, thank you, 49er fans, applaud that right there, right? Um, no, but, but a lot of times we, we think to ourselves that, that, that if, this, if this happens, then I'm going to be happy. But the truth is, is that joy comes from the Lord. Happiness comes from happening. See, joy is not just something that, that I'm excited about, but joy is something that everybody should be excited about. I, I think about the fact that if you've ever been to a restaurant before, and it, it exceeded your expectations. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is so good. I want to share it with other people, right? But then the sin nature kind of comes in. You're like, but I don't want to share it with too many people, right? Because then all of a sudden, they're going to be making it harder for you to get a better seat at your favorite new restaurant. So you just kind of low grade. You're like, hey, you guys are doing a great job. I'm not going to tell anybody. Reminded me of last Christmas. Our son, Blake, we knew that between Christmas and New Year's, he was going to get engaged. And our our son um, brought his soon to be fiance from Phoenix to Fresno and we celebrated Christmas together. And the only person in the room that didn't know that she was getting ready to get engaged was her. So we had this we had this like welling joy that we we're just so excited to want to share. But we're acting super weird. You know what I mean? Like, ah, we don't want to like be the one that like, you know, kind of like screws it all up. You guys ever felt that way before? And then, so you, you've got this thing that you want to share. You want to share the joy. But you're holding it back. And as, and as joyful as that is, let me say this as nice as possible. It was Amy and I and Paige and then her mom and dad and brother and Blake and Bella and Carmel. And there was this wonderful moment. We had a joy-filled moment. But friends, I need to know something. It wasn't for all people. It was, it was joyful just for us. But the kind of joy that we're talking about of great news for all people is for the world. See, a lot of times what happens is, is that, is that we, we, we make Christmas just about us. We make it about our favorite recipe or we make it about our favorite Hallmark movie or we make it about our favorite whatever that we get to do. Christmas Tree Lane, Journey to Bethlehem, uh, Cindy Lane, you know, Candy Cane Lane, whatever it might be. And we have these experiences and the joy is dependent on whether we get to experience joy or not. But the kind of joy that we're talking about at Christmas is a greater joy. And it's just not for us, but it is for all People, It is not just good news. It is great news of great joy. And it is for all the people. And so here's my question for you. Who are you going to share the joy with this Christmas? Remember that song that we talked about earlier? Got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart, right? Hide it under a what? Bush. Oh, no. Right. I'm going to let it what? Shine. See, so so I don't want you to hide the joy of Christmas. Share it. Well, what if people don't like it? It's like, share it anyway. 
Because it is a message of good news, of great joy. But we got to hear it. Number two, if you would, write this down. Joy comes from remembering that God is with us. Remembering that God is with us. It's interesting to note that, that God chose angels to announce this to the world. And he didn't go to a bunch of social influencers. He didn't go to a bunch of cool people. He went to some dirty dudes. Like literally, physically dirty dudes. Social kind of unknowns. And, and they, were, they weren't exactly in the city center of Los Angeles or New York. They were in Fresno, right? You know what I mean? Like they were just kind of working good folk. But God chose to share this incredible experience that He was going to be the Messiah. Everyone say Messiah. Messiah means chosen one, anointed one. We're talking about a king. And that this king would not just be any king, not just an earthly king, but an eternal kingdom. That God was going to be, what everyone? With us. Emmanuel, Christ the Lord. And so this is something to be excited about. Because God kept His promises. And He shared these promises with a group of people that... that Though it seems small, it was incredibly significant that they were going to be able to share great joy with all people for all time, remembering the promises of what God has done. And so I'm just going to ask you this question, and then we're going to go to our final point. Do you need to be reminded, Christian, of the joy of the Lord? I have a feeling that there are some of us that this is just a different Christmas season. It's hard. There's a lot of change. There's a diagnosis. There's a disappointment. There's a, you finding yourself maybe a little depressed, disillusioned, whatever it might be. Can I remind you to place your hope not in a happening? Not about your happiness, but it's about your joy. And your joy comes from who, everyone? The Lord. And the joy of the Lord is our what, church? Our strength. Would you know that today when we're singing this final song and you get this opportunity to be, to, to, to be expressive in your worship to God, that you're not alone? That's the third thing that I want to share with you. If you would write this down. It's that joy comes from knowing that God is for you. That God is for you. And you've probably heard this before, but if God is for you, who or what could ever be against you? Did you know that you are deeply favored by God? Look at this. Upon whom his what rests? His favor rests. And you might be thinking to yourself, what does that even mean? You know what it means, everybody, is that you're a favored child of God. It means that you're accepted, you're significant, you're secure. It means that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. It means that you're not alone. Even when you're feeling like, like you are defeated, you are more than a conqueror. That you need to know that God is doing something even when you can't see what he is doing. That in Christ that you are redeemed and that you are restored. And God is doing a radical new thing in and through your life. Even when you can't see his hand. Friends, I want you to trust his heart. That God loves you. And he's your joy. And your joy comes from the Lord. And because joy has a name and his name is Jesus. Even in the darkness. You can experience the light of Christ. Even when there's division in this world, you can find unity in Christ. Even when there's despair, the hope breaks through in 
the morning. And when you're down, He will lift you up. And when you are walking a discouraged and disillusioned life, you need to know that the Lord is with you. And if you'll listen to Him, if you'll remember Him, you will see Him. Let me give you an example. This morning's Bible reading plan, uh, for those of us that are reading God's Word together, um, a lot of us are doing that, by the way, came from Romans chapter 15, verse 13. A lot of you even texted this to me this morning. I pray that God, the source of hope, by the way, we don't have a slide for this because this literally just happened this morning. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. And then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so my observation was that I'm filled with joy and I'm overflowing with hope. And that regardless of what I feel or see today, that Jesus, I'm going to follow you. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me joy through Jesus. Holy Spirit, would your hope of heaven fill me today? God is doing something bigger in our lives than at times we even realize it. And it's going to take, it's going to take some intentionality from all of us this year. So here is our big idea as I'm going to ask our worship team to make their way up onto the stage. And here's the big idea is that you would make the choice to be joyful this Christmas, that you would choose joy. Would you say that out loud, church, that you would what? Choose joy. And this joy is not based on a happening. This joy is based on a person and that person has a name. His name is what church? Jesus, and that you would choose Jesus this year. And there are some of the, you are like now, you're like, but Brent, you don't understand. This has been hard. And I'm like, I don't and I do. And I believe that is why the Apostle Paul, writing to the church in Rome, said these words. Let me read these to you. To be what everyone? Joyful in what? Hope. Read this out loud in the next part. Patient in affliction. What's the last one? Faithful in prayer. And I'm not sure where that leaves you this morning. But if you find yourselves feeling afflicted, if you find yourselves being in a position where you've been settling for happiness, for Hallmark channels, for cooking shows, for presents, for buying things, for trying to stimulate the economy based on trying to, 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 to buy things and there's no more credit left on the credit card. Friends, I'm saying is, is all those things will let you down because they're based on happenings. But there's one that never will. And his name is Jesus. So I've got a couple friends. They're going to make their way up to the front. Uh, I've got a, um, Maynard. I've got Carol here. I've got Jonathan, Denise here. During this last song, if you need prayer... If you would like to be prayed for, if, if, if you need joy, I want to encourage you to pray with them. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, you've just been going through the motions and you've been, nothing's really been changing. And if you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, I'm going to lead you in that prayer right now as well. So if you would stand to your feet at this time, as you feel led to receive prayer in this final song, I encourage you to come to the front and receive prayer. Would you join me in prayer, church? Let's pray. So Lord God, as we close our time now together, I pray that we'd be reminded that Jesus, you are the source of our joy. And even in the situations and circumstances where life is overwhelming and disappointing, God, the happenings haven't worked out the way we hoped they would. 
that God, that we would put our hope in a person. And that person has a name, it'd be you, Jesus. If there's somebody in here that has never given their life to you, they've never put their hope in you. They've been putting their hope in trying just to fake it till they make it. They're unsure and uncertain of whether or not they're truly saved. I pray that they'd acknowledge that within the arms of a loving God, they can come and receive the forgiveness of sin. That their, that their, their lives can be redeemed and restored and made new in a right, right relationship with you, Jesus Christ. And, and by unwrapping that gift, it's the greatest gift that they could ever unwrap. So if that's you, if you're watching online, if you've never given your life to the Lord, let today be that day of true joy, a day of salvation. But for others right now, if you know that you just need joy, whether it's going to be to allow this last song to be the joy and the anthem that you leave with, or that it's receiving prayer from brothers and sisters in Christ, know that you're not alone and that God is for you. And if he is for you, who or what could ever be against you? It's in the powerful name of Jesus that we pray. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Know that God loves you more than you can imagine. And for everything Bethany Church, check out BethanyChurchFresno.com.